God. Yeah. So technical difficulties. We're always fixing things. We're always solving problems. That's kind well, of the nature of the business. This is probably a really stupid fix, but it's it's really aggravating because so you can usually get playback right, right. for what's uh, in the logic folder. Right. What's playing. And I dropped the song in, and now I'm not getting any, any playback. And I'm sure there are maybe some listeners that are listening who know exactly what I need to and do. And for those who don't, let me, as the layman, try to explain, and you correct me if I make a mistake. Okay. And when he, when Cooper says playback in Logic, he's talking about the the editing for uh, software that we use to record the show, and then mix it, and edit it, and then put it up. Call Usually, it, call it recording software. Thank you, recording yep. software. Exactly. Thank I'm you. I'm just helping. That's what I asked you to do. Yeah. You nailed it. Um, and Usually we can hear the intro song mm-hmm. in our headphones and then we know when to come in. But for some reason, the intro song, although it exists and it's being recorded, we can't hear it. So now we're guessing <laughs> when to start talking. Well, I, I know exactly when to start talking because I can actually see here. Look, real time. You can even okay. see it too. see the, the blue. Yeah, that's our song. Oh, OK. So I can see when, you know, as we're recording, I can see when the song technically ends. I can't because I'm too far away. Also, if I really wanted to, I could just hit say, you know, go, and we can just record, go. and then later I can drop the song in wherever I want. Are you going to drop it like it's hot, Cooper? Mm-hmm. The uh, hottest it's so, ever been. So, uh, since we had a good feedback about our themed episodes, and yeah. I love just going off the cuff and doing our rando thing, that's that's our thing, I did pose the idea of, of occasionally throwing in kind of a theme, and I posed this a few days ago, and you're like, cool. I thought, let's do for for, what is it, the 17th? 18th, whatever the date is today in the middle of 17th. June. Thank you. 17th of June. Um, we're going to start this week off with guilty pleasures. <sighs> guilty pleasures. Whatever that means. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if there's an urban dictionary for guilty pleasures. We all kind of know what a guilty pleasure is. The first thing that came to my mind, um, despite the fact that I am a food person, I don't like to use the word foodie all the time, but I am a an epicurial individual from the beginning. The uh, first thing I ever wanted to be was a chef, Like, and I have been food-focused for every day of my life to some degree forever but my guilty pleasure is junk food that's really funny that you say that because the it was i had trouble with this because it, it seems so simple to think about guilty pleasures but then you actually start to think about it and you're like well that's not really a guilty pleasure well that's not really a guilty pleasure and it was hard for me to come up with some in my head but one of the ones i kept going back to was candy candy which junk food fast food exactly. I, i'll admit it i'll admit it but i don't i used to i think i used to have the the fast food one, but I don't anymore. Good and for you. And it's but it's like I didn't. It's not like I really told myself like no, I don't like fast food because I really did like junk food fries, like McDonald's every now and then. As bad as it is, and as much as I love good food, I would find myself late at night at like one a.m. not tired on the way home from work or something. And I would, it is just so convenient. I think the convenience was so appetizing. Very few things are open at 1 a.m. when you're noshing for. And I don't want to cook when I get home after a long day. So. Most people don't. Yeah. So I, I, but, but for, I don't know what, honestly, probably getting married changed it, but something clicked where I just don't, I don't, yeah, I don't have that craving anymore for like a fast food meal. Um, I do, one of my guilty pleasures is, is fries. French fries. Oh, good. That's like the only thing that Lily and I will go on a drive-through for on like a road and trip. And you'll just get fries. Just get fries. Wow, you guys yeah. are disciplined. We'll get fries and we'll just share a thing of fries. Maybe a shake with it. But I, only fries. I went. I've done a couple of different bouts. Completely zero um, fast food. 
Um, the most recent one was about four years ago when I went two years without a single fucking. Dr- I would. I literally was like, I am no longer a victim of your propaganda and your golden arches and your, you know, smell. Like, there's a part of the brain that the reason those things are still around is because they're scientifically engineered to please certain sensors in the the human body. Like, it's not hard to understand. And I don't, you know, judge people for like, oh, for having the occasional fucking cheeseburger. Um, But I had gone on a road trip up north like four years ago in a haste, had stopped at Carl's Jr. (laughs) Sorry, Carl's Jr. And had... One of the the most terrible fast food experiences I've ever had in my life, and I was so angry that I'd fallen for it again. That I'm like, I am fucking done. And I went two years, and it was great. And then one day, I'm like, I'm not playing this game where like I can't ever have the occasional thing. Cause that'll happen to me too. Like I feel like oh, I make so many rules. Now I don't want to live to that rule that I've made for myself. I don't want to limit myself for even things that are bad for me. I don't want to live that life. <laughs> Convince my. There's all these just twists and turns we can do for ourselves to get the things that we crave. Um, and now, I'll be honest with you, every once in a while, and I actually bumped into someone recently who f- said, oh my God, me too. My indulgent hack when it comes to fast food is sometimes a Happy Meal. Small portion of everything. You get a cheeseburger, a teeny tiny little fry, and a very small Coke. And you're like, oh, I satiated that terrible, evil, guilty pleasure. But at le- And at the end, you're not even like that full gross that you used to feel because you ate too much. You kind of right. be like... I'm okay, and, and it, it's not good for you, but I think it's a, a decent compromise sometimes. Yeah. Happy meal. I, that's funny. Uh, so Keep I, the toy. I have a little story. Um, Wait, I don't think we have time for stories here. No, no, no. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I, I get a story every now and then. You get as many stories as you want, Cooper. Um, so this was actually re- very recent. This was last week, um, and I was telling you about it. I, had the, I, ha- I was lucky enough and had the privilege to go to the Toy Story 4 premiere. Oh, good. Oh, cool. I saw the, oh, yeah, was, I saw the billboard. I'm like, yeah. oh, 4? I feel like I'm in the future. It was a phenomenal movie. Highly recommended. Um, and so after the premiere, they have the, the after party. And the after party was outside of the, the- uh, it was at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood. And it was, so the movie ends. Speaking of science, they have science their fucking way into perfection with those fucking movies. Oh, it's crazy. It's insane. So That's why they take four years. Uh, it's, it's, it's not just animation. It took longer than that. I, really? I actually got to speak to the director after. Whoa, keep going. Yeah, and he was telling me how he's been on this project and working on it from start to finish for about six years. So, Jesus yeah. Christ. So you can, you can imagine they test what everything. feels like a lifetime. Yeah. Everything from, from the animation to, I mean, from the start. And why to not invest six years when it makes sure. $300 million? Yeah, it's a very, it's a profitable, I'm sure that movie is going to be very profitable. But, um... And the star power is just ridiculous. But Forky. Oh my <laughs> God. And I got to meet him. You met Forky? Tony Hale. Wow, did that sound like I really cared? Shout out I to the it. actor Tony Hale. Tony who played I care Forky. About. Uh wait, who remind was me Tony Hale. Oh. From Veep. Whole wait, I didn't watch I haven't seen Veep. Uh he's a k- character, funny actor, what else? bald guy. Before before Veep. We'll, we'll get to that. It's I'll, important though. Uh well then I gotta You talk, I'll I'll search. Yeah. Keep going. So so I'm I'm at the premiere and the way the movie was set is uh, it takes place at an art. You're not going to spoiling things for people, huh? No, no, no. They oh, travel yeah. to an RV park. They're in like it's like an amusement park. It, there's a carousel. There's a. This is right in the beginning. This is yeah. They go there. All right. Don't They're, give away. Spoilers. No, I'm not giving any away spoilers. Before he dies. Um, How dare you know, Forky? So, so there's a Ferris wheel. There's there's it's a whole carnival set up in the movie. 
And um, are you shitting me? You couldn't say Arrested Development. I'm mad at you right now. Oh, Arrested Development. Jesus That's Christ, right. go on. Yeah, yeah. Arrested Development. Phenomenal Tony Hale. Show. Sorry. Um, so I I go to I go outside. We get escorted outside the back of the theater, and Buster. at the after party, the after party is set. Hey, brother. Shut up. <laughs> the after party is set as the. Uh, as the actual set of the movie. So there's a carousel, there's a Ferris wheel. Right. It's all like the actual set of the movie. So you feel like you walk out of the movie and then you're in the movie, which is wild. And there's huge Woodies, there's huge Buzz Lightyears, there's there's uh, there's drums playing <laughs> to set the scene for you. Nice, good plan. There's jugglers, there's there's everything, shooting fire, like sure, sure. there's all that stuff. Um, there's, you know, open bar and all that fun stuff. And I'm, I get to talk to the director. I'm talking to some of the actors, some idols. Um, open bar at a kid's movie? Well, so for th- what, what was funny was the whole premiere was pretty much an excuse for the agents to bring their children out. Because the whole entire premiere was just kids. It was amazing. Wow. It was all the agents' kids. Yeah, it and should all be. the actors' kids. It should be. Yeah. And that made it really special, and that's why it was less like Hollywoody. Like, think of the the life lessons and the things that have been taught to the last twenty year generation of the kids who grew up on, um, toys. What's it called? Toy Story. Toy Story. But besides that point, what I liked about it was you would go to a premiere, and I've only been to one other one, and it feels like a business dinner, or it feels like a business thing, sure. you know. And it's just like Hollywoody, bougie, and I never enjoyed it. This was just, it felt like a fun party. It is what it is. It felt like a fun party, and that's what made it super fun. It was just like, it felt like, I don't know, it felt like just like a kid's night. So it was fun to see the agents out of their element, not not in their agent mode and with all their kids and all the people in that business with all their kids. So at the, pr- at the party, we're all getting ready to possibly, you know, leave. My uncle and I are about to leave. And they had like a McDonald's thing because they obviously have the whole toy rollout for all the toys. Yeah. And kids are fishing a barrel for McDonald's. And they're giving away free Happy Meals. Of course. With the toys in them. How are they? Are they? Is it a truck? Is there a food truck? No, it's it's like a huge stand set up. It's like it's it's. So they are making the food there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're wow. making it there. Wow. It's they went all out. Yeah. And, it's um, Toy Story premiere. It's, yeah, uh, it's big boy. Tom it's big, Hanks it's is big, there. It's big time. You know, you, you go you go all out for Tom. And. Uh, <laughs> And so we left the Rita party. Wilson. Did you see Rita? I saw them all. Rita. So we left. We left the party, and we're walking out. We're on Hollywood Boulevard. And my uncle is waiting for a lift. He gets his lift. I'm about to walk back to my car. I get a craving, and I'm hungry. I don't want to spend money. I know that there's free Happy Meals. That's when you do it. That's when you do it. So I go back. My uncle doesn't know this, but I go back into the after party with my my pass or whatever. And I go up to the Happy Meal thing. Nine Happy Meals, please. Yeah. <laughs> and I get and I get one. And this is the special thing: is the the person that we went that we are uh, that we know who had a voice in the thing. They were talking about how they didn't see any of his character's <coughs> toy around. Like they didn't see it. I see where this is going. I get the Happy Meal. I get to my car. I open the Happy Meal up. Lo and behold. I get the toy. Whoa, the only toy. one? No, no, no. It's no, a no. rare, it's a one-off, no, no, it's worth no, no. a million dollars? There like was a, probably, yeah, like right? a beanie baby? There was probably so many, but we just were like, you know, well, we don't see one. So, But I got the toy, and of all the toys to get, it was awesome that I got his. And Amazing. It was, it, was really, it was a really fun time. But, I mean, I guess the moral of the story is, you know, this was a week ago, and I will never drive in a drive-thru to, get, to order a meal for McDonald's, but... I got to give it to them. They got me that night because I was super hungry, nothing around. I know it's free. 
I mean, those are the scenarios where I'm like, What'd okay. you get, cheeseburger, chicken mac nuggets? No, it was the nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah. That's I how mean, you say nuggets. 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 It, was, it was, I mean, a four-pack of nuggets uh, and a small uh, You fry. don't have to tell me. I, I am the worst. Yeah, it's I, Yeah. Um, it's definitely not uh, something I'm proud of, but I, I can't pretend. Again, my spectrum for appreciation of food is from the bottom to the top. Although, yeah, there are some things that have disappointed me so much that I don't, I can't do them anymore. I have, and again, candy, like you said, um, I have recently switched from a chocolate need to what I realize now is now one of my favorite candy bars of all time, Payday. The center is caramel. It's a caramel log. Completely coated in peanuts and salt, dude. That is doing for me right now what chocolate is not doing. But do you, are you a Snickers guy at all? I like Snickers because I, I love the the peanut factor in the Snickers. A hundred? No, I, no, yeah. no. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's what makes honestly. That's what makes Snickers Snickers. Everything. Yeah. Everything is nougat and caramel and chocolate. Right. That's like nine different fucking combinations yeah. of nougat, caramel, new. and chocolate. The peanuts are what make that. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, I, and that's a, not to cut you off, but that's a that was the hardest part was at this thing. It's free popcorn, free. They had a whole bar. You're free young candy. and skinny. That's when you go for it. There, it was all free candy. So all the kids get their bags and they're dumping the candy. Dude, in. bags of candy. Oh my god, kill me now. It I think so I, good. I think I trick or treated till I was like 13. Damn. I think although I think I did too. Yeah, uh, and I 13. Yeah, it's not that old. It's, like, but it's, it's older than you should be. It's like when, but I wanted the candy, bro. And it was like a thing that you would. I went out with my friends, and yeah, we didn't have totally. parents, and it was a school night, and you go trick or treating, you run around the neighborhood. So it's that year, that that thirteen year old year, freshman year, summertime before, summertime after, where you start to change. Like, remember when dance? I don't know if this was for you, but let you tell me, dances in junior high school were the most important thing oh, in the yeah. universe. Oh, for sure. I went to the very first dance we had freshman year of high school, and it, it all changed. I went from, oh, my God, a dance to, I'm never doing that again. What a lame pile of shit. They were still pretty big when I was in high school. That was it. As oh, soon really? as high school started, we did the first one, and most of us never went back. Uh, so it was pretty big in my town. We had the freshman dance and then like the freshman homecoming, and then we had... Uh, and then there was other dances where all the grades were allowed to go. Seniors mostly just got hammered, showed up for like 10 minutes. Sure, and sure. there was probably a party after. Yeah. Um, my senior year dance. Or no, no, no. Maybe junior year dance. Maybe junior year. I could ask my friends. But my triplet buddies, they... Uh, <laughs> uh, this the is trips. So funny. Yeah, they... Um, they got really, really drunk uh, before the dance and got sick at the dance and got caught by the principal and had to be taken home and picked up by their parents. And I just remember it all happening so fast. And I remember they were so screwed and so much in trouble. Was it like, Jake, I can't believe you did this. Like, I'm Eric. Eric, I can't believe. I'm Jake. Like, they're still pulling that shit. <laughs> Jake is close. It's Jack. That was close. There's no Eric. But yes, pretty much. They were like <laughs> all over the place. It was Eric. It was Jack. But I'm um, Steve, like you're the you're the fraternal. You can't do play that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. He was like away. He was like I'm not staying away from the two. Ugh. But um, but yeah, the dances were a big thing for sure. I remember when someone was like grinding or dancing erotically with a girl. It in your mind, everybody's mind. It was like they're dating now. Like that was oh, yeah. I it mean, was so. But that's so the sim- funny. The pl- simplistic nature of the of the it's teenage like, brain. It's like if two are dancing intensely and then you see maybe they're kissing or making out. Immediately that Monday, it's like oh yeah, now they're dating or like they're bro- boyfriend girl. You realize how boring sex would be if everything was obvious. It's it's <laughs> speaking of sex. Let's move on to second guilty pleasure. Do you okay. want to throw out the first one? 
since I went to the candy. You go. I already did. I was the one that put out junk food. Now you tell me what your another one was. Um, if you have one lined up, say because I'm I'm running. I'm gonna go. Mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna go right for it. Porn. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good one. You're married, so that's probably not an issue anymore. Not and really I will not. say this: I remember the first roommate friend that I had who wasn't embarrassed about porn and masturbation. And it completely changed how I looked at the whole the whole world, the whole mm-hmm. field of that shit. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I remember the first time I found porn. I was seven years old, and I found a stash of porn magazines with my other seven-year-old. That's, that's young. It was young. Um, and I remember, you know, when you first see something like that, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And, and you know it's you weren't supposed to find it. You can just know. Um, but I remember knowing that I liked it. <laughs> like, like I think I've said before, like I knew I liked girls. I mean, I remember being a little, like, three to five years old, and like, I hope she likes me or she's super cute. Like, I remember those feelings. Yeah. Um, and so I knew I, I was like, "Well, this is really good." And it was, and it wasn't Playboy; it was Penthouse. So it was a slightly more graphic than your average Playboy. And I remember, uh, fast forward to this uh, first roommate I had, who took away some of the uh, um, the taboo nature of that world. And I remember. Um, Oh, shit, what did he say? Um, what was I, I going to say? Taboo Nature, uh, magazines, porn. Um, oh, he was the kind, he told me, um, that's why I was trying to go with this. He, he was a, a very handsome kid. He dated a lot. And he would say that when he got into a relationship, he would look at, he would watch porn more. And mm. I was like, really? I was the opposite. Like, I would use porn when I was single. And then when I wasn't single, I would the porn would go to the wayside, right? right, right. Um, in fact, there were certain relationships that I've had over the years where I really, really liked the girl, and I would literally delete all of my saved like links to to different websites, you know, and I would just like just destroy the whole cache. You don't delete them anyway. No, why? Viruses. No, no I've never had real issue. You should probably delete them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just talking about like a pay, like a web, like a like a like yeah. a a Google link to. It'll just ruin your IP and it'll it'll cr- cause block uh, pop-ups. Okay, and maybe things. you can come over and help me clean up my no. computer. <laughs> um, you got that on your own. <laughs> I don't want to see your searches. But then, but then I realized it's really not that impressive. Um, and I realized there's two kinds of at least dudes. I can't speak for women, but there's two kinds of dudes. Dudes that y- y- have porn as an accent to their sexual life, and those. Dudes who use it as a supplement. I think it's an addiction. Well, everything's an addiction. No, but I think porn can be. I. I it can be absolutely very much absolutely. Um, now, are you saying like again? I'm not going to claim I'm not. I'm addicted to sugar. Uh, I'm addicted. Who isn't? Well, sugar, I think sugar is like the one of the most addictive. Well, apparently, it stimulates the same part of the brain as cocaine. Sure. Right, which makes a lot of sense yeah. because coke does not do much for me, for the record. Um, and I think it's because I'm already high energy, and yeah. sugar I, I have on a, on a pretty consistent basis. So the handful of times that I've done coke, like it's like, this is coke. But again, I think I've said before, I don't want to do coke again until it's fucking 99% high-grade Columbia shit that I know there's no fentanyl in, because it's not worth it. Like, coke yeah. ain't that great that you're going to risk having one sand grain of, of fentanyl, and then you die, and, you're, yeah, and no. then your mom's pissed because you died for a stupid idiot. reason yeah, yeah. um so kids don't do don't do coke unless it's pure colombian hair yeah um, <laughs> um but yeah so that's definitely another one um although i remember when he said that to me i was like you know it didn't make sense to me i'm like why would you need the porn if you have a girlfriend now we're all different i wasn't judging him but i didn't understand it um 
there's obviously something he's not getting. Right, and that's what I, ex- pardon me, experienced later on. I was... Uh, even if there is something, even if he is, if it isn't that case, I mean, there's just something different about, I think, when you're in a relationship with someone versus that aggressive porn where it's like... Aggressive porn? What do you mean? Uh, not every girl is saying those provocative things in the middle of having sex no like a porn is so Not it's all, very I mean, theatrical yeah it can be <laughs> it's absolutely. very theatrical it can be um, um and yeah, some, girl, and some girls it's like too in love and, and some and girls do act that way sure um th- i'll be honest with you i prefer the romantic porn i'm kind of a lady in that regard as crazy as it is to say but i kind of <laughs> need like if if it's one of those Things where you can clearly tell the girl's not into it. She needs the money. It's not a good situation. It's a complete like turn off. Now I know supporting that industry by by viewing porn makes you somewhat of a hypocrite by even having a, a preference for oh that was ones I don't like. These ones I do. It's not the most um, you know upstanding uh, field of, of, of for for uh, an occupation. But again, I'm not so high and mighty that I'm going to pretend that I'm too good for the world of porn. Prostitution's been around since the beginning of time. Um, there are definitely some people who do that because they do like it. It's their first choice as a career. Uh, I also don't. I don't love that sort of like porn star stuff with like makeup and fake tits. Like I'm sorry, dudes. If it's not like like you said, if it's not somewhat romantic and there's like a real like there's a real thing going on, I usually like it's not working for me. I'm a yeah. little bit of a I'm as picky as I am in porn as I am with the person I want to spend my time with in a real relationship. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, yeah, take a look at Sasha Gray. She's a she was a big porn star and turned actress. And she was in the girlfriend really? experience with Aaron Sorkin. She or not Aaron Sorkin, Darren uh, Aronofsky. Oh, I, forget who I don't know who that is. I, the name sounds familiar, but I, again, I don't. I don't big, follow porn stars. Movie. She's well now she's an actress. She's not a porn star. But she was. Yeah. And a if big you're a one. porn star, there's a certain like you said, like aggressive, like there's a level of aggressiveness. She was one of the most aggressive. Yeah, that's why I, that's probably why I never really I'm like again, oh, I know no, the name. She you would know the name. Yeah, she is I don't notorious for just being a very No. But she yeah, she quit. She's not doing that anymore. Now she's acting. Wow. Yeah, on good a very, for her on a very professional level. Good for her. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, she uh, played herself in Entourage. That was really funny. Did I remember that? Remember that episode? She's uh, it's later seasons. She dates Vince, Sasha Gray. Hmm. She's in like the whole season. How many seasons did that show go? Because I used to love that show. Eight seasons. Oh wow! I don't think I ever made it past five or six. Ooh, it gets it. it, it I love that show. Yeah, um, it's good. I, yeah, I. They did I loved some, that show. They did something with that dynamic of that show. I remember when it first started. Yeah. Like like oh oh one, oh two or something like that. Oh two probably. Jesus. Um but what a game changer. Yeah. I, if you watch it now, it's like wow, they can't they wouldn't be able to put that on TV today. People keep saying that shit. It's Is it true? true? Yeah, I mean Why? Why all of a sudden now you can't do the same misogyny and just like misogyny's been around forever. It's not of going anywhere. It has. It's not I know, going I know, anywhere. I know, I know, I know. But the now same thing it, with the office. Like no, really No, not the office. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Hollywood. I'm talking about that. that TV show portrays these characters in Hollywood based on real characters from Hollywood. Ari Gold is a real person. He is the person who uh, made WME what it is today, I believe. I think he's the one who merged with them. These are all real people. Harvey Weinstein, real person. Sure. We all know what happened to Harvey Weinstein. What happened to Harvey Weinstein? Uh, so, 
so you know Harvey Weinstein's played by this aggressive actor, this big I forget his name, but he's play he's portrayed in that movie as uh, as himself, and he's aggressive, he's misogynistic, he he yells at women aggressively, and now it's really kind of fucked up to watch because everybody knew about this guy, everybody knew what he did to the point where they wrote his character in a huge TV show in season five or four. And and it was funny, like it was a funny character, although it's based on a real guy who really made women do things or tried to, you know, who forced people to do things in order to make their careers better in Hollywood. Right, right, right. So it's it's a little I'm not saying it's like, oh, this wouldn't work today. It's more like watching it and you're like, oh, that's like kind of sad. That's like real. But they like wrote it in a show. Right, and right, it's right. like funny. But like, it's like not funny anymore. It kind of takes it. It takes it out of it. And because when I watched that in that Harvey Weinstein character, I thought it was a dramatic portrayal of this maybe yelly, aggressive guy. I right. didn't think it was like everybody knew about him and just w- it was okay because that was the status quo. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. So it's a little uncomfortable in some episodes to watch it now. Two. Um. Uh, okay. Now because we don't have a lot of time left. Yeah. Let's not, do yeah. one more guilty pleasure. We should have three. As that you know, that very solidifying, complete feel of a trifecta for a theme, um, you got to pick the last one, homie. I don't. You pick one. I don't think we have time for we ha- both abs- of us discussing two more. No, one more. But I picked both of them so far. Can you please throw one down? Um, I think nicotine was one. Okay, I'm gonna add to that and say weed. So smoking in general. Yeah, I'd say weed more because I don't really, I don't use nicotine anymore. Um. Weed, yeah, definitely. I've never been a cigarette smoker. I've been a, a weed smoker for a very long time. And although I love it and I'm never going to quit, and I think there's a, a an underlying underlining tone of our show that sort of welcomes the, the recreational use of marijuana, uh, I know that I don't need it. I know that um, it has been somewhat of a crutch in a lot of different ways. It's also been a tool, an asset. The level of creativity that is, that is instantly... Um, um, carbonated by one hit off a joint, or a hit, you know what I mean? Like, I'm it's with you undeniable, there. undeniable. Um, and again, if I could find a way to make it more of a tool and less of a crutch, I think I'm I'm open to that too. But it is definitely a guilty pleasure. I'm with you on the on the creativity part, yes, but also I get the benefit from it for the healing, and that is where I think I n- need it. And I don't think it's an, it's an addiction though. Where sugar is an no. addiction. Um, porn, I think you're right, is more of an addiction. I don't think weed weed is an addiction because whenever weed can be an addiction. I don't know if it's I don't know if your body relies on it, but I think it, you can yeah. be addicted to just the uh, the let's smoke weed, let's smoke weed, and then you feel like oh, I feel like I I need to smoke weed right now, like because that's what I usually do. I definitely at this crave time it of the day, but I think it's I think the bombs and everything for my back and my neck and and seeing what it's done for cancer patients and helping appetites i think that's where it's become uh, to me personally a necessity for some people who deal with certain sicknesses for sure without a doubt and the world of cbd is something that i really like to investigate because i haven't needed to i haven't needed to use it myself oh there you go um haven't uh but i do want to understand it because like we talked about we would like to get a big cbd sponsor for the show and have that be yeah because I definitely like. I, I'm not such a, a high and mighty individual where I. I Shout out Brendan Schaub. Good for him, man. Can't believe he did that. He what got, he got a huge CBD sponsor. Good for and him. Oh, he's sh- been killing it for so long. Their show is sponsored by a CBD company. It's great. I think it's the future of taking what was the, what marijuana, which was uh, um, 
had a huge stigmatization. It was criminalized. It still is to some degree federally. Um, and we've now made it a little recreational. And now it's time to recreate um, the the understanding of the potential for the 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 plant and its and its qualities. It's it's clearly has uh, has abilities beyond just recreational yeah. use. I haven't ventured into that world yet, but I think real quick, Brendan Schaub. The whole reason he got the CBD sponsorship, the whole reason he uh, got it, was because his son was having seizures from I might butcher this, but from age two to like oh no, age, for like oh man, I'm sucks. I don't know this exact number, but years he was having seizures and they didn't know what to do. The doctor said try CBD. They tried CBD for their son. The drops, just simple drops into his orally into his mouth. Right, right, right. Hasn't had seizures since. Wow. Yeah, the number, kinds of the number right of there. cases where people go from like life like altering. Yes, like that is. I had a cousin who passed away from diabetes. Oh, no. He used to go into seizures. He used to go into seizure shocks. Seizures. I wish that there might have been CBD then and something that maybe would have prevented that. Yeah. And it's and it's nice to see these stories, these happy stories about it really helping and it you know. Making a difference in people who need it. Yeah, so I definitely want to open myself to learning more about that category and maybe getting a CBD sponsor. I want to say one more thing before we go today. Uh, kind of funny, but also some p plans for the future. Um, it's ironic that today we have a drummer right fucking next door to us, and I'm sure you've been hearing them, and I apologize. It's not their fault. They're just doing their thing. Um, it's not our fault when we first. It's okay. It's not our fault because when we first um, got at least this this space, we didn't really. I didn't know that it was gonna be. We were gonna be surrounded by drummers, so it was a really big pain in my ass when we figured it out too late into a year lease. Um, it's ironic that our guest coming up for our next show this Thursday is a French drummer. I can't wait to see what the jokes will be like. But a, a new good, a new uh, acquaintance of ours, Will, I met recently. Uh, we'll talk about that when he comes on the show. He's a drummer. We're going to talk about that. But I also want to add, we will soon, in a few more months, when our lease is up, be moving to a new studio where we will have a quiet sanctuary around us with no drummers even for 100 miles. And I'm looking forward to everyone joining us for the new improved studio. And thank you for sticking with us for this last eight months oh, yeah. um, with the drumming occasionally. Really cramping our style. No offense, motherfucker, but fuck you. Uh, love everybody. Love you too. Coop, anything else? That's it. All right, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you in a couple days. Peace. Later. Later.